0: Eric at home, of course, covers the NFL. NFL media, we can get into draft, we can get into the off season, we can, of course, as we have to. I think it's a requirement, Eric, uh, to talk about Aaron Rodgers whenever there is a guest on any sports talk show uh, that covers the NFL in any form whatsoever. So apparently now there's like good meeting with Woody Johnson, and they're like, hey, this thing may work out. So it, is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets so we can finally breathe and not have to talk about this day after day anymore?
1: Yeah, it feels like it, right? Yeah, I mean, next up will be Lamar Jackson, I'm sure, right? <laughs> we moved oh, right from yeah. one topic to the next. But, yeah, I, it certainly feels that way. I, I can't think of another team. I mean, I, I just don't see him going anywhere else. And it certainly feels like something changed between January and March. You just listen to the comments of the Packers that, you know, it was very – kind of you know we got to respect Aaron's wishes and then all of a sudden by March they were ready to kind of move on from him and the jets are really the only team that's shown that kind of level of interest I think so I don't know the compensation is going to be huge I think it's going to be a give us a fair offer let's make this thing happen let's wash our hands of it let's move on and the, for the jets it's hey, do we have the guy who can bring this thing all together in the next year or two? That's that's, that's it. That's the, that's the bottom line for Woody Johnson and company.
0: And, Eric, it's going to be crazy because, like, the NFC North, there were a couple years here and there, you know, like Chicago gear one with Matt Nagy or a couple times with Lovey Smith or Minnesota this year. Yeah. But, I mean, the Packers have pretty much run the division since Brett Favre. So now you're looking at the Lions as the favorites, actually, at BetMGM to win the division. The Vikings are plus 300 but that defense is terrible. Then you have the Bears with the number 1 overall pick. I mean, it looks like they're a couple years away, but I like Justin Fields. Who do you think the team to beat is in the NFC North now? Is it the Lions, is it still the Packers with Jordan Love? Who do you think the safe bet would be if you had to place it uh here today on March 9th?
1: Yeah, so I kind of started digging around a little bit on the Packers to figure out, okay, let's say if they move on from Aaron, what are we looking at? Like what what is 2023 going to look like for them? Is it a, is it a rebuild? I don't believe that that front office, and this is just my personal read on the situation, I don't think they ever want to w- use that word unless they absolutely have to. And I don't think they view it as such. I think they think that they may have something in Aaron, in, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, in Jordan Love, excuse me. Um, and, you know, they've been sitting on him for a couple of years, much like a generation ago that they were sitting on Aaron Rodgers, much like the Packers had to wait for Brett Favre to get ready. It's kind of crazy how this succession thing has worked for them. But um, we'll see. I mean, we've only gotten, I think, what, two two or three starts out of him out of his career so far. We haven't had a huge body of work. But I get the sense that they're, they're going to feel pretty competitive. Um, but I think you're right. The Lions, with what they did at the end of last season, the sense that maybe Dan Campbell has this, you know, locker room kind of Figured out, and that they are going to add two more first-round picks, and still have some cap space to play with. Maybe they are the favorites. You know that that has to be the way that Chicago's defense isn't ready. I think they still need another receiver, still need an offensive line, and free agency can obviously tilt a lot of this. But Minnesota, sense I've gotten is that they're going to have to kind of make some tough decisions in free agency with their their situation right now, cap wise, and you know, upgrading that defense is going to have to be incremental. And I don't know, there's going to be major changes that they can make this off season.
0: Eric, what about the NFC as a whole? Like, who do you think is the third best team in that conference? Assuming that the Eagles and the Niners are one and two, who would you put as the third best team? You think it's Dallas? You think it's Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, You think it's Dallas?
1: I mean, yeah, I think you probably start with Dallas and, and I've, you know, just getting back from the combine on on Monday, there was a lot of agent gossip and even personnel people gossip about the Cowboys maybe being kind of you know, kind of lying in the woods and, and maybe ready to make some at least one bold move this offseason, if not a couple. So I think, you know, given what we've seen from the last couple of years, they have to be in that mix. You know, we mentioned Detroit. If they were nine and eight with you know the, the middle of the season they weren't very good right i mean you could at least say that there's potential for them to win 11 or about maybe 12 games somebody in the nfc South's going to win some games i don't know who it's <laughs> going to be maybe new orleans can steal a few now they've got the the quote-unquote best quarterback in the division but yeah i mean you have to figure there's going to be some team that that you know maybe it's obvious by the end of the off season, you know, who, who kind of steps up based on what they do this off offseason. Maybe it's not so obvious, but they're, they're, you know, I think the Rams will bounce back. I really do. I don't think we're going to see another five and 12 season out of them, but are they that good? Are they in that category? I don't know. You know, I don't think I'm ready to graduate them there yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, the NFC, we had questions going into last season with so much of the young quarterback town in the AFC, and we have more questions about the NFC. Uh, Again, going in uh, this offseason, 49ers right now are the favorite to come out of it, plus 325. Then it's Philadelphia and Dallas, but... 49ers still don't like their quarterback situation is still a question mark. It's been that way almost Kyle Shanahan's entire time there as a head coach. So they then John Lynch is talking about bringing in a veteran this offseason, which you can go two ways. It could be a backup, it could be something a lot more fun. So just bear with me on this. These are two crazy ideas, Eric, but we're just just play along and humor me on this. What's more likely to happen? Tom Brady coming out of retirement and playing for the 49ers, or my dream, the 49ers trading for Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson
1: being in that Kyle Shanahan offense? If there's ever a team, you know, first of all, their their cap situation is going to be, you know, it, it's tough. They're already having to say, you know, we'd love to have you, but we can't afford you to yeah. guys like McGlinchey. And, you know, that's that's really going to be the biggest thing. It would almost have to include some, you know, if they were, you know, show some interest. They might, might almost have to negotiate a deal, you know, and, and that can happen that 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 would if that were to happen, if. if Started negotiating with Baltimore, then you'd really know, okay, they've moved on from, I still think there's a more likely chance than not that he's back in Baltimore, perhaps under that $35 million tender. But yeah, it is tempting, isn't it? I I, I suppose you could send Trey Lance back in in that kind of a a deal and get them interested that way. Uh, But it would have to include a lot more salary-wise or salary cuts too, I think. But uh, it certainly would be fascinating. I don't think Lamar would be exactly what you would sort of pinpoint as a Kyle Shanahan quarterback, but I'm sure he could make it work. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You take a former MVP and uh, you know put him, give him some different looks. Maybe it ends up working out beautifully. But yeah, the, the Brady stuff. I knew this was going to happen. I just I said this whole like I'm done, done, done. I don't know. I think there's still going to be people who talk about it whether it's real or not whether Brady has any itch or not I don't know I I can't I only give it about a two percent chance I'd say but I'm I'm not I'm not at zero yet I I listen I love the craziness but like when you talk about Lamar
0: Jackson and that offense I I think back to RG3 I saw it here in DC in 2012 when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator so I'm picturing that like even better so I know it's a pipe dream both of them are but sometimes you got to root for chaos man that would make that 49ers team pretty much unstoppable
1: Oh, I mean, they outscored opponents by 173 (laughs) points last year without, you know, without, like, you know, exceptional-level quarterback. You know, what Brock Purdy did down the stretch, absolutely huge. What Jimmy did up to that point, you know, he was a savior for their season. They don't even – I don't know that they get to the playoffs without Jimmy Garoppolo last year, you know, stepping in the way he did. We didn't even think it was going to be there. So, yeah, if you put uh, that offense with a race car quarterback, you know, with somebody who can make that thing go – you know, with the uncertainty around Purdy, you know the, the the lack of I don't know. There's just a lack of public overconfidence about Lance right now. Like you don't feel like they're they're totally sold on him, which is obviously a tough place to be when you when you trade uh, you know essentially three first rounders to go get him. So I, it, it's such a weird situation that part of me thinks they have to do something. Well, they have to get a, a June quarterback, somebody who can play in OTAs, right? Yeah. But I don't know what 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 what's going to happen there, but it, it does feel like the Trey Lance thing is becoming a little awkward.
0: Eric, I think everybody's more excited for next year's quarterback class with Drake May and most likely Caleb Williams going number one overall. But which quarterback do you sure. think has the highest ceiling? We keep hearing about Anthony Richardson. I like C.J. Stroud. If Bryce is an inch or two taller, I probably like him a little bit more, but I still do. Uh, who do you who do you like the best this year's draft out of the quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, I know you. You got you got our, us draft guys down cold. Like we loved already talking about next year's draft. Like we're not <laughs> even to April yet, and I'm ready to talk about the 2025 yeah. guys at this point. But yeah, I think the you know the Richardson hype is real. You know, it wasn't just based on his workout. You know, I was talking to people about him the day before he worked out, kind of asking, "Hey, what are you expecting him to run? What What do you think he'll weigh in at?" And you could you could sense that there was a at first for teams like the bears and the cardinals like i hope that one of these guys blows up especially richardson but um there was some excitement uh but what do we what do we really know about him other than the fact that he's a phenomenally gifted athlete we know that you know he's he was inconsistent throwing the football last year his ceiling is super high will Levis's ceiling is higher than a lot of people want to give him credit for for having i i just i'm telling you i He's my fourth rated quarterback right now, and I leave the you know, the door open to change it based on new information. Things have, you know, happened in crazier ways in the past. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. The floor for Bryce Young, assuming he has relatively good health in his career, I think is pretty high. He's a he's a smart kid and he's a quick processor. It's hard not to love that on some level, but if I had to pick one right now who I felt like had the best chance to succeed, best career, whatever you want to say. He may not be a superstar, but I think C.J. Stroud's really, really good. Yeah. And I think, you know, he gets a little bit lost in the shuffle here with, with the excitement of Richardson and Levis and, you know, the, the the talk about Young as the number one pick and all that. Stroud is somebody that we, we must respect, I think, and we must keep an eye on in this in this quartet, and maybe somebody down low like Cooker or whoever jumps up, but I really think that You know, right now, the way it stands, those four are, you know, all kind of lumped together, and I would probably have Stroud at the top of my list.
0: Eric, what about when you look at the NFL draft, I feel like we've talked about what Houston's going to do at one, what Indianapolis is going to do at – or, excuse me, what the Bears are going to do at one, Houston at two, Indianapolis at four. There's not really much talk about what Arizona's going to do at three. Do you see them being uh, a team to watch, maybe involved in trades, or do you just see them taking a defensive player?
1: I think they'll they'll absolutely entertain the, the trade talk. I mean, Monty Austin Ford comes from New England, you know, a team that never had picks that high, I mean, because they won, right? But I think there was always this inclination to trade down and, and get a volume of picks whenever possible. And, and, you know, certainly when you're picking that high and you have a quarterback locked up in a long-term deal that, you know, you're not getting out from underneath anytime soon, they, they, unless there is a generational type player and I don't know that there is as much as I like Will Anderson, you know, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, the corners. Those are all really good players, but I think you could still get one of them by moving down and assuming it's not too far. So yeah, I think they were quietly one of the, the big winners of the combine in the sense that, you know, Chicago is probably going to get its field done one way or another. Houston's getting a quarterback, um, you know, Somebody, I think, is going to fall for for Richardson, or at least, you know, feel the sense that they need to move up into that range to get ahead of maybe Indiana uh, Indianapolis at four. If they don't move up, you know, uh, possibly the Bears. If they go to four, they move down a second time. Some other team gets in that range. You never know, but I really think that three spot is going to going to be not only for sale, but I think something will happen there. So, yeah, that's a great opportunity for them. And. They quietly need a lot of stuff. You know, their their first round picks have been sort of hit or miss. Uh, You know, just got the quarterback situation, brand new head coach Jonathan Gannon, who I don't think comes in with the strongest resume of of all the new coaches. So there's a lot to sort out there. And DeAndre Hopkins can be traded. JJ Watt retire. There's you know, I think trading down is their their number one preferred option and I think there should be some action on that pick.
0: Yeah, this could be a wild draft with a ton of moves last minute, and you got young quarterbacks. I mean, we go from this March Madness drama to the NFL draft drama. I love it this time of year. Yeah. is so great. Eric Edholm, we love having you on. Thanks for coming on with us, man.
1: All right, have a great night. See ya.